Howdy. Welcome to this week's edition of the Year Report. We're talking about day turn to 500. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go podcasting, boys. You are now listening to the Unit Report. Listen as we take a deep dive into the world of sports centered around Pittsburgh. Now, your hosts, Lucas and Troy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's second edition of the good old Unit Report. I am your host, Troy, along with my side butler, Lucas. Ahoy! Uh, <laughs> that's it's enough me. talking for you for now. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me mute myself. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Finally. I was kind of sick of hearing that annoying voice in my head for like ever. All right, so for this episode, we're going to uh, cover a lot of baseball with spring training finally getting started and the new, for what a lot of teams, mostly is a new rotation with the uh, Dodgers and Padres and that whole fun stuff. And then we'll throw in the old kicker with some, uh, we got some NASCAR, some not so great, not so great golf news, and uh, nothing about tennis because no one cares. It's true. So, pitchers and catchers have officially reported to spring training. Um, I believe the the whole team's reported by now, or is that today? Uh, I it might be today, but they've definitely reported by now. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say. Uh, we, I believe we have games starting when? Sunday? At least like within the next week. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure it starts Sunday. So that'll be kind of exciting. I actually looked into going to a game while I'm down here. And I guess with Corona or limited seating, they are astronomically expensive. Really? Oh, yeah. Like I went to the Braves one last year, or no, not last year, in 19 in Kissimmee, and tickets were like 20 bucks. They're in like the 80s. Oh, that's not and I have to drive to Lakeland. I'm like, nope, not happening. So, yeah, that's not really worth it. But with, no, uh, for spring, I mean, yeah. But did, if did I they, wanted to see a, a minor league team, I can just go to a pirate game. So, exactly. Yeah, and that's gonna be like what, like 15, 10 bucks, and you get like a free hot right. dog with it too. Yeah. There you I go. mean, it's a boiled hot dog, but you know, take that for what it's and, worth. Yeah, you know, it is, is what it is. Uh, yeah, more pirate slander this episode. Let's do it. Um. But yeah, pitchers and catchers reporting. It's it's that's the time. It's this you know it's the telling of the season. You know, once they start reporting, you know the weather's getting better. You know it's time for baseball. Get the get the sunglasses out. Get the hot dogs out. Lemonade. More let's pain get, and misery. Let's let's get the season going. Let let's go for that fifty and uh, hundred and twelve record. You know, fifty wins. I think we can do it. How about you? Do you Why think stop there? Forty five. I'm thinking like 30. Whoa. Well, uh, I did read an article that said the Pirates and the Rockies, are, I think, are tied for the lowest uh, wins and loss. I think this year we make it. I honestly, I kind of want to see the Steelers win more games than the Pirates. Well, that's not going to happen. But, I mean. The I Penguins think, have a legit chance if you think about it. If it was a full season, yeah, but I don't know if, if they can. If it was can. a full season, I think they could do it. I don't think they can do Yeah, because a good season for them is like 40, 45 wins. I could see that in the Pirates' uh, <laughs> the Pirates uh, realm of possibility. Um, it's not my fault they suck, but. It's true. We're, we're, we're starting right on fire here with this one. Oh, uh, we, yeah, exactly. Got to start burning down the bridges in episode one. 
I, I agreed. Other than spring training, um, the Fernando Tatis contract came out. Long rumored over this offseason was that the Padres were going to give him a lot of term and a lot of money to be their shortstop for the foreseeable future. And they did just that. 14 years at $340 million, which if you are good at math, which I am not, checks out at about 24 and a quarter million dollars a year. If you think about it in that term, that's not a bad contract because I think Trout's making 40. Um, Miguel Cabrera and Pujols were making somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30. So 25 for a, a guy who's a, as electric as Tatis seems like a good deal. Um, I don't mind the deal. I think what it does is with the total value of contracts for that infield now uh, of Hosmer at first, they got a uh, someone from over in Asia to be their second baseman uh, this offseason. And then obviously third base is Machado. Combined, it's like $850 million for the infield, which is insane. That's, that's def- incredible. That's more than like, any of the pirate contracts in the past like two decades. Com- Dude, we combined. talked about this last time where uh... – yeah, where like a couple dozen players make individually more than the entire roster. So, yep, Trevor Bauer and Mike Trout, like a handful of them. But yeah, um, how do you feel about the Tatis contract? I think it's good value. Yeah, I don't think it's bad for the way he's been playing. This, this I guess the eye opener for me, which I don't think it should still be an eye opener, is just like of how big these contracts are. Like, you never used to see anything over what? Like, even, like, what, nine? That was insane. Because I remember it was the Stanton contract for our generation. When he got that thing, it was like, wow, that's some money. And now it's just like, you they're basically, I don't want to say signing their career away, but effectively you kind of are. Where you're signing these just insane long deals. And I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot of commitment. And that's a lot of money, but I guess whenever you don't have a salary cap, you can kind of afford to take those um, chances. Yeah. So they've yeah, been that's a, kind. Of, they've been a big money team. They've been spending like crazy, you know. And it's uh, that infield's going to be a superstar laden. I think it's good for them. It's a that's the only team that they have in San Diego. You know, they don't have football anymore. They have an AHL team, uh, which actually is one of the better run AHL teams in the league. Uh, so all of them, all of the sports money is going to the Padres, you know, but they're not a big market team. I think like, San Diego is like the eighth biggest city in America, I think. Yeah. But like, when you think of big market teams, like, like I'm talking huge. You're thinking New York, LA, yeah. Chicago. Like yeah. I wouldn't put the Padres as beating the potentially knocking the Dodgers out and somehow they are, or at least are going to give them a pretty good run for their money. So definitely. Yeah. That's been a big debate is like, which team is going to win the NL uh, West. It's going to be San Diego or LA. Ultimately, I think LA is going to win the division, but I think come playoff time, uh, Padres are going to be right in there. They're definitely going to be in the playoffs no matter what. I hope so. I think I'm, I don't, I don't know. I think I probably speak on most of baseball where I think everyone's sick of saying the same, like, three teams just do the same thing year in and year out. Like, it's great and all, but, like, this is kind of where uh, I guess we can segue this into the next part where, like, the salary cap. Because this is, like, one of the only leagues that still doesn't have a cap or a floor. And you can obviously see now where the floor would be 
very nice, I guess, just looking at the Pirates with a $37 million train wreck that they have. But And then you have these teams where, like, the Dodgers, where they have just so much money and I don't know. I heard something where they're actually paying more money to players that they used to have than they are their current roster because they literally have so much money that they can do that. Yeah, it's that's been definitely a big debate I've seen on Twitter is like anytime anyone references like the Bauer contract in comparison to the I guess the Orioles and the Pirates payroll, they always say like Trevor Bauer makes 40 million. The Pittsburgh Pirates makes thir- uh, make 39. There needs to be a salary cap fl- uh, floor. And I think the debate has always been the floor, but I think there should be a ceiling on it too. I understand the impulse that they want to have these big teams spend, but there are some teams that are never, ever going to be able to spend as much as the Yankees and Dodgers, ever. It's not going to happen. There's no, it doesn't matter if there's a floor. The Pirates are always going to be at the floor. They're never going to spend more than the floor, you know? This is, yeah, this is kind of the pros and the cons. I was talking about this a little bit with a friend yesterday. Um, so the floor would help in essence that they couldn't do what they're doing now with, I I don't even know what it is, not even remotely, it doesn't even remotely look like an MLB team. But then the problem would be is say if you made a floor and made it like, I don't know, say you made the floor 60 million, right? Everyone else, now we're talking about these huge contracts, like the one with uh, the 14-year 30 mil, we just 340 mil rather, we just talked about those contracts are just going to go up and up and up because they're going to keep out spending. So I feel like if you're going to talk about this, you kind of have to do like both because either the contracts are going, they're going to start like going insane to the point of where they're going to quite literally buy themselves out, like buy themselves a world series because they can, but I don't really think it's one or the other. I think you kind of need both and, that's just sort of where we're at at the current moment. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Like a hundred percent that there needs like every other league. Um, obviously the M- NBA has a luxury tax. So like, you know, they're able to go over, but you have to spend like every dollar over, you have to put like $70 into the uh, like redistribution pot. Um, but I think like the NFL and the NHL, they have their hard caps. So they have a floor, they have a ceiling and I think it works. Uh, you have teams that are in smaller markets that are able to win. The, the last small market team to win in the MLB was Kansas City, right? Am I wrong in there? Probably. And then that got killed in two years. So it, Because since then, it's been LA, Houston, Washington. Uh, who am I missing? The Yankees. The Yankees haven't won since 09, though. I mean, no, but they're close. But they've been competitive, yeah. They're not like, far uh, from it. Yeah. But um, it it just sucks, you know. I as a pirate fan, I, I'm, I'm I'm with it. But if, if you look at it from the other point of view, if you're a Yankee fan and they've been buying these wins for years, they bought Garrett Cole, they bought like I mean, they obviously they traded for Jameis Tyon, but they're going to be able to afford him and all this. Uh, if I was on a, like a Yankee fan, I'd be like, screw it, to tell the poor teams to pay up. You know, if I, I, I agree, if I can but, spend a 300 million on my roster, uh, they can at least spend 50, you know? No, I agree. But see, the thing is, is that's been the argument for years and the spread has just been getting farther and farther and farther and farther apart. At least it seems like it. So 
it's the same in economics, like in uh, like it's as a society. Is you're you're forming two leagues. The rich get richer. Yeah, so. it's exactly what it is. The rich get richer, and the poor are stuck being poor. If you look at the teams that are in the bottom of spending historically, they are they are they align. They're also the ones that historically don't spend much money. It's the Orioles, it's the Pirates, the Royals, teams like that that aren't in big cities that can't really support it. Yeah, and then everyone just points at each other, and that's kind of the problem. Is you're in this endless loop, and um, I think everyone is. The baseball is kind of struggling with viewership. And yeah. having three, you know, I guess not three, but having the same seven, eight teams run the show isn't helping. You're right. You're right. If you're only going to pull from, you know what I mean? If you're only going to pull from a handful of big cities, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're growing up now, so say you're growing up now in Pittsburgh, right? You're not going to care about pirates. No. Everyone we, thinks on them because they suck. Yeah. You and I have no reason to be pirate fans. Like they haven't given us oh, any reason to be a fan at all. It's just, it's I'm the reason well it's the reason I've been drawn to the Blue Jays uh, when I was like grow like in my teenage years because they were winning they were buying and they were willing to spend money to be successful. This is whenever they were out acquiring David Price, Josh Donaldson, and they I'm, didn't they I'm didn't win at all, at it all. But they yeah, tried. No, I know, but I'm look. That's what I mean. I'm looking at it more from like the uh, I guess growth, like growing the game. Because that, you know what I mean? We've seen, now we have the, uh, in extra innings, you now have the guy on second, right? Mm -hmm. And it just seems like, I don't know. It's just kind of starting to seem like they have all these desperate moves, and I really don't know how we don't see this coming. Or they need to do this because you're, the gap's just getting bigger. And if you're going to have a league that I guess is going to see the next century, you're going to have to do something. Yeah, they pull all these goofy shenanigans that they try to like, like you said, the second base thing is the perfect example of that, where they try to like make the game more entertaining. But in reality, you don't need to speed up the game. You don't need to put a guy on second base. All you need to do is have a level playing field or a semi-level playing field. And that starts and ends with salaries. If you have a team making 30 million combined in one city and in the other city, you have every player making 30 million obviously there's going to be a discrepancy in skill like just plain and simple whenever our team's best player is adam frazier and he wouldn't even make the lineup in la or new york he wouldn't that's a so, problem it's the same thing with most of these guys that's what i mean it's like i don't know the league's obviously not stepping in you can you can I just think it's bad to the point of where you have to change your own rules in order to make the game somewhat uh, I don't know. I don't know what you somewhat appetizing to the younger generation, instead of like making the teams better or making them at least have to look like they care. You know what I mean? Yeah. I honestly, um, we didn't talk about it on the last episode of the NHL portion, but ESPN is going to get a part of the TV deal for hockey. And they're going to help grow the game of hockey because they're going to be advertising hockey. They're going to be putting emphasis on the NHL and putting it, uh, you know, a lot of kids in America that watch sports, watch ESPN. I think I could honestly see within the next like dec two, decade or two. Uh, I don't know if hockey is going to be the one passing it, but baseball is going to take a backseat 
they're going to fall off. I think for a long time here in, in North America, at least like gr- like our early years growing up in the early 2000s, it was kind of NFL on top, MLB second, and then like third and fourth were hockey and basketball, and then there's everything else. Obviously, NCAA is in there too because the football and basketball in the NCAA is skyrocketed. But as we've moved on, baseball has gotten more popular. Football has stayed at number one, I think. And then hockey's kind of taking a dip. But if they get ESPN behind them and they get that advertising, I could see hockey taking over basketball. I mean, not basketball, baseball. I think hockey could be honestly be a it number might. three. I mean, it's what everyone country. wants. It's fast. It doesn't take six hours. The, I mean, for the most part, the spread of the teams isn't abysmal. Like, uh, I mean, there's – of course, there's the two or three, but, like, for the overall stretch of the team, they're somewhat lingering around 500, which is not even close to what you see in baseball. And the teams that are bad always have hope. Like, there's always, like, okay, I'm going to be bad, but I'm gonna, we're going to get this draft pick, and then we'll be able to resign him because all the teams have to spend relatively the same money. In baseball, there's never hope. There's never hope. For Pirate fans, for like Orioles and Royals fans too, I'm sure, there's never a sense that like, oh my God, this misery is going to end. It's just a constant cycle of this misery that Bob Nutting and Emma and the MLB have put on us, you know? Oh, I know. I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. I think if the league needed, like this is the whole point of having a, like a league office now, isn't it? Should like, be. to kind of foresee these things. And it just doesn't seem like – I don't know. It just doesn't seem like their current, um, you know, views are working. This started because of a conversation about Fernando Tatis, which I think is still a good deal. But um, the bigger message is the whole salary. No, I know. Structure. But I think that's why also why I kind of wanted to split the podcast so we could have this conversation. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I – Definitely agree. Because I, I just think now with everything going on, um, like obviously with Corona where they don't have the fans, and now you have the small market guys where they're like, we don't have any money, no fans or whatever. And then you just see like these massive deals. You know what I mean? Like something's got to give. Yeah. And uh, kind of going back to my analogy for hockey, uh, look at the worst teams right now. It's Detroit and Ottawa. They have hope. They have a lot of prospects. If you look at Detroit, they have guys like Lucas Raymond. They have uh, Dylan Lark and a bunch of young guys that are up and coming that are going to be really good. Uh, Philip Zadina. Look at Ottawa. They have a bunch of young guys that are coming up. They're going to be really good. Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, uh, Eric Brandstrom, Thomas Shabbat. Even though they're bad right now, there is hope in the future. You can look and you can. there's tangible evidence that down the line, there's a chance they're going to be good. And they have years of control and they're not going to have to worry about like outbidding them because they're outbidding other teams for them because they all have to spend relatively the same money and they're going to want to keep their guy. In in baseball, once a guy is up or even close to being up, the Pirates give up. Look at Josh Bell. Look at Garrett Cole. There was, they had another extra year or two of control of them, but they said, you know what? Once this is over, we're not going to be able to afford them. Let's give up on them now and get what we can for them. Why is that always the conversation? Why is the conversation always, ah, we're going to get outbid. Let's just give up. Let's throw in the towel while we can. Why? Why, why can't we go and compete? Why can't we hold on to these great players? It makes me so mad. I'm li- I, 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 I get so livid talking about it. It makes me mad. 
No, I know. I don't know. And I think that's the thing where it's like baseball going on with this problem where there's no gap and now they have just all this space to fill. And I don't know, like the league's going to have to do, I, I don't know. Cause like, if you want to see this thing still exist in, you know, however many years from now, something has to give. I think it's going to exist, but I think it's going to get to the point where, or it kind of already is getting to the point where the only teams I, I are mean, going to be I think New York, exist, LA. But like, it's going to be New York, LA, Chicago. It's going to be New York, LA, Chicago. That's going to be it. It's basically what it is now. Like no other team's going to have a chance, and the other teams are going to fold. Uh, I could see it, but there's, there's no financial like, there's no positive of having pit, the Pirates in Pittsburgh. There's no positive of having the Orioles in Baltimore or the Royals in Kansas City. It's just an endless cycle of pain. And, like, for the fans and, oh, like, we talk bad about Bob Nutting. Obviously, he's, like, he does a really bad job. But, like, he's not turning much of a profit here. This team can't be profitable. People don't go to the games even when there isn't a pandemic. There's not a lot of merchandise out there. There's not, like, there. I mean, concessions are a lot, but, like, if no one's going to the games, it doesn't matter. Like everyone involved isn't having a good time right now. Everyone involved. So it's going to get to the point where there, there's the Los Angeles Pirates, the New York Royals, the Chicago Orioles. Like that's going to be it. There's no point in having teams across America if the only teams that matter are in three or four cities. That's what it's going to end up being. That, that's, that, that's the end of my rant. No, I know. I understand. That's kind of, that's the whole, that's my whole spiel with this is it's like, it's not a knock on the guys who are getting contracts by any means, but like, you know, like there's easily half the teams in the like league that can't even afford that. Like they, there's no way they would even do that. Yeah. If Tatis was drafted by the Pirates, he he would be gone. He wouldn't have been re-signed for fourteen years, three hundred and forty million. He would he would have been a Yankee or a Red Sox. But that's that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything further you want to talk about um, in regards to that? Not really. You want to move I'll, on? Yeah, I'll move on. Um, so the Blue Jays, like the Toronto Raptors, have not been given permission to return and play their games in Canada, being the only Canadian team in a league in an American league, uh, they are going to play their first two series in their spring training facility in Florida. And uh, kind of like, like I said, with the Raptors, they've been playing at Tampa, the Tampa Bay lightning arena. Um, but the Jays are going to be in their spring training facility in Florida for at least the first two series, hopefully being able to return to Toronto to play out the rest of their season. If not, they also, they played their entire last season in Buffalo at the, at their triple a teams uh, stadium that was all like a uh, retrofitted to be an MLB stadium. So that's obviously an option as well, if they'd like to be closer to home, but uh, we'll see where that goes. Obviously um, playing their first couple series in Florida isn't ideal, but nothing's ideal anymore. <laughs> um, Cody Allen, former Indians closer and their all time saves leader retired. Uh, the, bigger name in baseball that retired this uh, past couple weeks was Tim Tebow. Everyone's, oh, yes. Everyone's favorite professional baseball player retired. Uh, did you look at all at his, uh, like, minor league numbers? I actually saw him. And then yeah, I think saw him play. the Akron Rubberducks play. This was like a uh, – this had to have been, like, 
three years ago or something like that. But I actually saw him play. I didn't think he was that bad. But I don't know. He's always kind of had the interesting career because I don't know. Like the NFL didn't work, and then I don't know. He's always just kind of had a, you know, not not the most traditional route, if you would like to call it that. But yeah, he has a future in media, though. He's like, and he can be an analyst anywhere and they'll, they'll oh he's a great him. analyst i'll give him that yeah so he'll but, he'll be fine uh but i was looking at his numbers and i think if like his career in the minor leagues he had like a 160 average it was oh, insane really? yeah i think they they like the mets kept him only because of like you know popularity like, yeah he would like they even had him on the spring on the 40-man roster so he'd come to spring training so like you know they obviously wanted that interest story they wanted people to come to their uh, minor league in their uh spring training games to come see tim tebow kind of like whenever russell wilson went to spring training for the yankees like he's not actually probably a great like that great of a baseball player compared to these professionals but it's a story so congrats to him on fulfilling his dream of being a professional baseball player that's something a lot of people can't say they ever did and he was so doing two sports so yeah honestly it's incredible so Good, good on him, and good luck along, along the way for Tebow. Um, more Mets news. Their hitting coach, Ryan Ellis, was fired over a sexual harassment allegation. Uh, ever since the new owner took over, uh, a lot of things were on the up there for the Mets. They obviously acquired Francisco Lindor, which was incredible for them. But there's, a, there's also been a lot of controversy around that organization now. Uh, obviously, the whole Bauer incident where he was going to the Mets and then he wasn't. He got in some Twitter fights with some of the Mets players, Noah Syndergaard and Marcus Stroman, uh, basically calling them out to fight him. It was really a weird, weird thing that happened there. Uh, that was just in the past week. And now there's uh, the hitting coach with sexual harassment. A lot of not so good things have been going on with uh, Steve Cohen, that new owner up there in, in Mets land. But firing this guy is probably a good start. You know, you can't keep a guy in your organization if they have sexual harassment charges against them. So good on them at least for that uh another firing the seattle mariners fired their general manager kevin mather over inappropriate comments that he made about the organization and its players uh he made the hurtful words about uh some of their asian players uh and other players in the organization but i think the main thing was he was he made some racial remarks against the asian players i think that was allegedly and um it uh, was it no no it was a Dominican players excuse me oh and a Japanese player okay so yeah both he said that the Japanese player needed to learn English uh, he said something about Dominican Republic players uh, language as well uh, a lot of disparaging comments that he made about his own team and his own players that he acquired because he was the general manager and the Mariners did the right thing by getting rid of him Seattle is obviously a very progressive. Uh, city so you can't have guys like that in your organization i don't think anywhere but especially in seattle that's not going to go over well um so good on them for getting rid of him uh, last bit of baseball news that i have is that uh recently acquired third baseman nolan arenado of the st louis cardinals uh he has opt-outs in his contract where he would have been willing to opt out i think after next year if he wanted to but he allegedly came out and said that he wants to remain a Cardinal till the end of the contract. And he's unlikely to opt out keeping him in St. Louis for a number of years moving forward. I think that's a good move for him. Uh, obviously a great baseball city is St. Louis. And 
he's going to be one of their better players moving forward, one of the best defensive third basemen ever in Nolan Arenado. Uh, two quick basketball things I want to get to, and then we'll get to the Daytona 500, where Troy is going to be able to flex his muscle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks announced originally that they were ending the national anthem. As my phone rings in the background, excuse that, it's my home phone. Um, they announced Who has a home phone? It's 2021, buddy. Uh, that's out of my control, pal. I just live here. I live in the room. Um, they announced that they were going to end uh, playing the national anthem before every game. Uh, that was Mark Cuban's decision. And then immediately uh, they got a call from the league where they said, you can't do that because of league rules. You need to play the national anthem before every game. And they immediately reverted course and said, yeah, they'll continue doing it. Um so that was obviously big, very controversial at the time. And at the time, uh, the Dallas Stars actually released a statement because they shared the arena with the Mavericks and said, essentially, yeah, we're going to keep playing the anthem no matter what. Uh, you know, we believe we believe that it's important, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, ever since then, I looked, someone tweeted out, ever since they released that statement, they're like 0-6 or something like that, which is kind of ironic, kind of funny, but uh, just a little side note. And uh, last bit of NBA news is that DeMarcus Cousins was cut by the Houston Rockets. He went there thinking he'd play with James Harden or Russell Westbrook among uh, superstars, but now they're kind of a tire fire. So he's gone. They cut ties. He'll probably find a new home soon. Now, Troy, the time you've waited all year for. Daytona 500, get at it. Good old Daytona 500. Um I don't know. I, I went to the one on uh on the 500. It was part of the Cup Series one. But, uh, yeah, this was – I went last year – or not last year. No, wait, was it last year? Yeah, it was the 2020 technically because this was pre-pandemic. So, I went last year. Uh, it was great. But, um, anyway, basically, uh, weather took over yet again. Uh, I don't think they ended up finishing it until like after like midnight or just after the race starts at like, I think three. So quite lengthy rain delays. Got to love Florida. Uh, McDowell ended up winning it. Uh, that's pretty much that. But um, I guess next we have good old golf. Wait, what, what, real Not, quick. Uh, I did 500. Was it, wasn't there a big crash? One. Yeah, I, remember, I saw something about that. Like, how, What happened with that? Oh, they all crash. That's that's always how it ends. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Yeah, they just crash. I don't know. It's kind of weird. but <laughs> I, I feel like if I was a driver, I'd simply not do that. <laughs> I think they're like at the end. I think they get to the end and they're like, well, I'm not going to win the hell with this. And they're like, so they yeah, sab- like, there's they like... sabotage everyone else's chance. <laughs> yeah, $500,000 down to drain. Well, if I can't win, see ya. And the mechanic, right. the mechanic just punches a hole in the wall. Damn it! I got to fix that the rest of the week. Yep. So, yeah, let's move on to that golf news. Okay, golf news. Uh, well, not great golf news, but um, Tiger Woods uh, is lucky to be alive today. He crashed his car. I believe he was going to a... What was he going to like a photo shoot or something? He, and he was late. He was doing a uh, like a practice training thing. I think it was with Drew Brees and Justin Herbert, actually. He oh, was, was on his he? Way to do, yeah, I, I saw that report. I don't know if that was true or not, but that's what I saw reported. 
Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, basically he went over an embankment and I guess whenever the medical personnel found him, he had, he thought he was fine, I guess, is what I heard. It's like, he was just like, you know, I'm good or whatever. And then he tried to get out and obviously couldn't because he is, it's what, he broke his, did he break his femur? I know he just, he like basically blew up his ankle. Both of his legs were really, I don't know the exact injuries, but uh, I know he's pretty messed up. We'll go with that. Yeah, he's going to have trouble golfing ever again. It was several hours of surgery. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of sucks to, well, not kind of, sucks to hear, but um, I guess he's lucky to be alive. So, yeah, and you, uh, I think it was Justin Thomas. I think they're on like the tour right now. And uh, J- Justin Thomas was uh, at an interview. He was getting interviewed. And he was getting teary-eyed talking about it because obviously, I mean, unequ- oh, grew, every, all the guys on tour grew up watching him. Unequivocally, the greatest golfer of all time, the most successful golfer, one of the best athletes of all time, and definitely of our generation. And it's really, really tough look to see. I mean, we we just lost Kobe Bryant, you know, last year. So I think people are getting. Uh, kind of like flashbacks to that and where everyone everyone online was very worried about tiger and uh what could have happened luckily he's alive which is obviously important uh for him and his family but it was a really scary situation i was a clinical whenever i first found out about it and i was trying to follow it online as it was happening more reports were coming out about it and it was a really scary scene if you look if you look at pictures of the car it looked it looked pretty messed up but happy he's going to be all right. Uh, obviously, the, him not being able to play possibly ever again is terrible news, if it's true. But more importantly, he's alive. Yeah, I was going to say, he has way bigger problems. More importantly, he, he can he, walk, he's alive. So. Ho- hopefully, he'll be able to rehab and be able to walk and move around again. He's one of the – he kind of has, like, that Tom Brady syndrome where, like, he's so dedicated to his body and, like, being in, like, great shape. Ever since a young age, he was doing like Navy training. Like he's been such a big proponent of like making sure his body's in the tip top condition. So him having that at least like on his, on his resume, I guess, or is like uh, something he's done is good. Probably it'll help him like rehab, like that he's a healthy guy. He's obviously like getting older now. I think he's in his forties or fifties. No, he's, he's definitely in his forties now, but um, sucks. Just no other way to put it other than it sucks, but uh golf world's with him everyone's with him we're all supporting him and hopefully we'll find out sooner the more extent of the injuries and like what his future holds but just happy that he's here happy he's still alive and he's overcome a lot in his career he's had a ton of controversy other injuries he's had to come out come out of and he's always come out the other end better than before you know he he has overcome the odds before so you know i I I, uh, I guess to brighten it up, I saw this one thing on Twitter. Where you know how he wears red on Sundays? Yes. Well, well they, they have look- a tournament this weekend. Yeah. And I saw a thing where someone's like, wouldn't it be cool if all the players were red on Sunday? And I guess it got some of the big guys' attention. Oh. So that'd be kind of, I'm not going to lie, that'd be kind of cool if they actually managed to, like, pull that off. But I, I really want to get one of his uh, Tiger Woods branded uh, red polos. 
uh, to wear whenever we go golfing because I feel like oh, I'll, ju- I'll just be I'll just be hitting dingers. You guys will be so jealous of. And then I'll take I'll buy the cabbie hat that you, like one of the cabbie hats that you have. Thanks. And uh, you know I'll just be an absolute machine. Got the Tiger Woods luck with me. Oh man, but yeah, prayers and thoughts are with him. Obviously, I think that's everything we have for this episode. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Not really. I think this was just kind of a more baseball focused, which is kind of what we wanted. So yep, that'll work, work out. Worked out well. Um, obviously, uh, I'll, I'll sign us off here. Thoughts uh, and prayers with Tiger Woods. Stay strong, my friend. Um, thank you for listening to this edition. If he listens to this, God, what if we find out? If we find out Tiger Woods listens to this, good lord. Oh, he, he's a big fan. He's a big unit report fan. We'll we'll send him a sticker or something. Exactly. We got to make stickers, and then we'll send them to him. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Unit Report. Follow us on Twitter at the Unit Report. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and I believe Pandora. Um, follow me on Twitter at Lucas Wester and uh, we will catch you guys hopefully next week hopefully soon and yeah thanks for listening yeah thanks for tuning in Uh, we'll see you adios thank you for listening to this week's episode of the unit report don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and follow us on Twitter at the unit report